Hello and welcome to the Lead Your Way podcast. Each episode, podcast creator and host Kimberly Wicker teams up with a special guest to share their stories and to celebrate our various strengths as leaders. We hope these warm, engaging conversations will help professionals tap into their unique communication styles and personalities to lead and succeed. Kimberly Wicker is a licensed social worker who has spent close to 20 years providing communications, outreach, and development support in the nonprofit space. Particularly, she has advocated for young people's health and well-being via reproductive health education programs. Don't forget to subscribe and get more information at leadyourwayconsulting.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Your Way podcast. In this episode, we welcome Army veteran, change agent, consultant, and former corporate leader, Sandra Metzdorf. Sandra's story is both amazing and inspirational. Both born and raised in the mountains of Colombia, South America, Sandra's family immigrated to the U.S. to work for a better opportunity when she was seven years old. With gratitude and appreciation, she honored every chance to learn it and at 18 felt compelled to give back to the nation by serving four honorable years in the U.S. Army as an enlisted soldier. Later, earning two bachelor degrees and a master's of science in less than five years, her dedication propelled her into corporate America, working for a Fortune 10 company before moving overseas. And Sandra is going to share even more about her story, her background, and her current efforts a little later in the show. As a reminder, each episode, we're going to chat with our guest using the LEAD outline an acronym that reflects how we look inside, empathize, advocate, and demonstrate leadership in our own special ways. My guests are colleagues, friends, and professionals from diverse disciplines representing all types of industries across the country. Hello, Sandra, and thank you for joining the Lead Your Way podcast. Hello, Kimberly. Hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Great. It's so great having you. You know, I invited you here because of your experience and insight as a leader, entrepreneur, change agent, and consultant. In the short time we've known each other, I've been so impressed with your ability to connect with and guide others, especially in the entrepreneur and small business space. Most importantly, we also thank you for your service to the country. I know you will provide great insight for the audience today. First of all, I want to give you the opportunity, like I had um, mentioned briefly before, to tell us more about your background and how you got to your role today. I know being a change agent is something that's very important to you. So I want to give you a chance now to tell us more about your background. Yeah, thank you again. It really is an honor to be here with you all today and to share a little bit of this experience and hopefully impart uh, more than wisdom, some inspiration and encouragement so being a change agent is at the heart of what I do and who I am. And when I think about this journey of mine, and when I think about my military service, my career as a corporate um, HR person, it, it reminds me that there's been this theme about being a bridge. You know, it's been this bridge and how can I help my experience show others a little bit ahead so that they can walk across it, maybe avoid some of the landmines that we see and maybe fast forward their experience. So as you said in the introduction, Kim, you know, I came from South America, from Colombia. I grew up on a coffee farm and I was raised by my grandmother and she was the eldest of 14 kids in a coffee farm. 
So I learned from her very quickly how to take care of others and how especially to make a lot with very little. You know, after the military and after college, I was recruited top of my class by GE Aviation and worked with them here in the Carolinas for a number of years. And then I got married and I started making people <laughs> and I became a military spouse, which was really special to my heart because I could reconnect with the military kind of had seen me grow up as an adult here in the States. And it was it was a very, very beautiful transition in the military, I was able to do a couple of things as a military spouse, particularly sharing with others that same transition experience from somebody like that had done it. And it was really cool to be there and be almost like a triple threat. You know, I was a soldier like they were, and I understood. I was a military spouse, a soldier or service person, I should say, not to exclude any of the other branches, a, a military spouse. And so I understood what that was like. And I was also a professional, a career professional. So the transition was really, really um, clear in my life because I had lived it. And again, to continue with that analogy of a bridge, I was able to impart encouragement for others with some actual techniques, some skills, and um, some tricks of the trade about how people could transition from the military into not just successful, but also happy lives after service. We lived overseas for some time in Germany, and I really enjoyed that. And my husband at the time, his mission field was Israel. And so we really needed to be home. One of us needed to be home for the children. And um, as a lot of women who are career professionals and mothers do, I made, we made the decision for me to stay home and not work during that time. But those of us that work really hard and are able to have high outputs, you know, we can't sit still too long. <laughs> and, uh, I turned into cooking as, as one of the passions that I had. And I was in Europe and how great to be able to do that. And it was interesting because I thought that I was feeding my heart. But really what I was doing was creating uh, a, a skill set, you know, building a toolkit for what was to come. So we got back to the States and I quickly poured into entrepreneurship and started peddling sandwiches out of my minivan. <laughs> this is a true story. Wow. <laughs> we got back to the States and I was looking for a clean salad. I just wanted a salad that had really green lettuce, fresh vegetables, seasonal fruit, and a dressing that wasn't covered in sugar or chemicals. And I went from place to place and it took me a month to find it. And it was at a fine dining restaurant, the, the better salad. And it was 15 bucks. And I said, it can't be that here in a community in the South where we have, you know, health concerns, it is so difficult to find clean food. So I set out to build, to create really, and, and to operate successfully uh, South Carolina's first gourmet food truck. Um, so yeah, I'll pause there so we can catch up because there's so much to that story. Well, we would love to hear more about that journey. And I just want to thank you for talking about your story just so fluidly around the professional, um, looking at the work-life balance and your family structure and 
what inspired you, the transitions that you had to go through. And yes, I am really excited about learning more about the why in your entrepreneurial journey. And and that might mean, like you said, looking for the right type of salad um, in the South. So I am, you know, really excited about that. And I want you to continue using that storyline as we continue to talk about this lead strategy, because what we want, especially women to understand is how important all aspects of our journey is in being a leader. Um, You've used all of these different dynamics in your life to to be a leader. And I want to talk about the professional, but I also want to talk about the personal journey as well. So I'd love for you to talk about in all of your experiences, how did you use professional development and feedback to guide your journey? You know, were you ever told that you needed to follow a certain path, especially like you said, being in the military, being a military spouse? Um, other um, considerations. Um, also, did you know what's your background? Did people say you had to, you know, you came from the military? Why do you want to cook? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do that? Um, and then also talk about, I think you've already alluded to this, um, using Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. Um, talk about what your why is. Yeah, thank you so much, Kimberly. You know, it, it's important for me to share with with transparency. That is part of who I am. That is part of how I'm built. And as a change agent, you know, what does that mean? That means that I'm an agent for doing things that are a little bit different or a little bit off the beaten path to get to that higher level of success. Okay. So there I was in corporate America, you know, 20 something years old on a fast track to six figures before 30. And I remember my parents who were immigrants in New York. My dad was a cabbie. My mom worked in a, in a clothing factory. And they always told me, go to school. Go to school so you can be better than we were. Go to school so you can have a better life than ours was. <clears throat> but because they had not done that, they didn't really know specifically what go to school meant and what a better life than there was meant. And so for a long time in my 20s, I was happy and hard charging, chasing after air quotes success, right? But I didn't really know what that meant. Nobody in my family had gone to college in the United States or in South America before. I was the first. So nobody knew what an SAT was, you know, what what even I even missed prom because I had no idea I was living in between these two cultures, right? Uh, yes. So important for me. I remember this one time sitting in that jet engine manufacturing shop, 700 hourly employees, 100, you know, engineers and support personnel. And I looked at my life and I was like, holy smokes, I am making a lot of money as an HR person in corporate America. I don't have the energy to spend it. I'm spending a lot of it on childcare and I'm spending a lot of it in healthcare. And if I keep going this way, I'm probably going to need a lot of healthcare very soon because I'm looking around and people were exhausted and people were coming home at eight o'clock at night and back at the shop at 6 a.m. And I looked at my parents and I'm like, they get up, they have their coffee, they have more than enough. And they get to work at five o'clock and they can watch, you know, the afternoon news together and and have dinner together at the dinner table. What is really success? And so I share that with my experience for a listener. And here's kind of the first concrete piece of guidance. 
you have to define what success means to you. And the path to clarify what that means is really, really simple. We think it's complicated, but it's really not. From my perspective, ask yourself one crucial question, and that is, how do you want to feel? How do you want to feel when you get home? How do you want to feel when you're at work? Do you want to feel overwhelmed? Do you want to feel challenged? Do you want to feel well compensated? How do you want to feel on the weekends? Do you want to feel like you have enough money to take your kids to the, you know, to the zoo or to the mountains? How do you want to feel? And I think the feeling drives our why. For me, I wanted to feel a sense of accomplishment. I wanted to feel a sense of service. I wanted to feel like I was doing something good with the energy, with the language mastery that I had, you know, with the ability to be flexible with my schedule. And corporate America did that for a little while until it grew me, just like the military. It did it for a little while until I got that hunger pain and I said, I, I, this isn't doing it in, enough for me right now. Um, but I, cl- I, I clinged to that original why, and that's always transitioned with me no matter what I've done. Well, that is just, I first of all, really want to take some time to hone in on the fact that you want our audience, no matter what level you're at, what industry you're in, uh, whatever your background, to define success for yourself. And this is exactly, again, why you're our guest today, because you really have used all of that professional development that you've had in all these different areas, as well as your personal experience to really guide you. And to, like you said, to really help you define what that success looks like for you at every stage along the way. And, I, and there's more to, to come, I'm sure, um, in your next um, part of the journey. So definitely continue talking about um, how that um, experience has shaped your ability to empathize with others um, and how it impacts relationships, whether it's the professional setting or personal settings. Yeah, definitely, you know, the, the lines have shifted and that's the the benefit of this new decade, this 2020, you know, COVID-19 and this pandemic and quarantine, you know, professional development does not necessarily look like a, you know, two, three, four thousand dollar six sigma green, you know, green belt class. Professional development can be from that hourly employee that works next to you and teaches you how to take really great care or that, you know, person who's the seasoned vet, you know, the, the one who knows all the tricks, you know, of, of that building or, or, or of that office. When you are developing as a professional, you know, release the boundaries. This is a think outside of the box moment for all of us in many ways. And by learning from everything and everyone around you, then you're able to empathize, right? You're able to say, Oh, I see this person coming in and, you know, why did why didn't don't they want to be a, a higher title or make more money? And it backtracks you. They tell you, "Man, I'm so happy I get to be home with my family kind of like my parents did." You know, my parents were not corporate executives. They were a cabbie and a seamstress, and they were happy as could be because they could be home with their family, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, our dad would would pick us up. He'd get up at five something to get on his cabbie and he would pick us up after school every day. So success looks very different. Professional development is found everywhere. You know, I, I come from that mentality that says you don't lose. You either win or you learn and you develop right in the process. 
Um, and by being able to understand that your journey is just as special and hard and beautiful and ugly as the same other person's, even if they look different from you, even if they, you know, I, I remember being in, in college after the military and there were people around me who, what is now very familiar to me, their parents were paying for their college. They were paying for their apartment and they were paying for their insurance and they were giving them, uh, you know, um, uh, what is that money? What is that money in English when um, when you do you your make choice? a stipend or, or an allowance? Allowances, yeah. You yes. see, I'm so familiar with. <laughs> and, and I and I remember being in in class with them, and here I was, a non traditional student. You know, after four years in the military, I was 22, 23 when I was going to college. I was paying my own rent and I was sending money back to South America. I was working as a court translator and, you know, and I'm thinking they, it looks like they have it easier than I do, but my grades were really good. There was a different, there was a different drive in me. And by being able to understand their challenges and celebrate their wins, I could learn from them and develop as a professional and not waste any time in comparing Listen to me, my friends. If you want to compare, the comparison is linear. Compare yourself to your past, not left and right. Be inspired by the people to your left and your right. Sometimes those people inspire you to the life that you want to have and the choices that you want to try to make. Sometimes the people to your left and your right inspire you to the life that you don't want to have. It's called contrast, right? But don't compare to the left and the right. Um, empathy is something that's really important. That self-love that you give is represented in how you treat others. And as an entrepreneur, when you're really thrown in the Wild West to make something out of nothing, you're going to have to rely a lot on a lot of people, a lot of other people. You know, in terms of relationships, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs saying, I'm going to start my own business because I don't want to work for anyone. Well, reality check, baby. If you are an <laughs> entrepreneur, you're going to be working for everyone, everyone. Even if you just have a decal and on your car and somebody cuts you off, guess what? They have your contact information. So <laughs> taking Sandra. Thank you so much for saying reality check when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, I'm going to definitely let you continue on with that storyline, but I really want to thank you for, you know, making sure that we have, a, you know, some really um, thoughtful and strategic thought processes when it comes to going out on our own. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I hear that time and time again, you know, entrepreneurs, we are the kind of people who will work 80 hours for ourselves so that we don't have to work 40 hours for an organization. You know, there's something inside of us that stirs, that that doesn't let us sleep, that wakes us up and, and makes us want to create and connect. It's important that we learn from those around us and that we don't waste any energy on either putting people down or comparing or criticizing, you know, live and learn. And that's it. That that I mean, I couldn't get any clearer than that. Live and learn, and I really am. Uh, and I want us as we go into the the advocate part. To I want to make sure that the audience is clear about the fact that you are looking at empathy through the perspective of learning from others and loving yourself as well. That you really can't help and really understand others if you don't really listen to each other. And I I love the fact that you um talk about it from that 
centering of yourself and centering of what you value um, so that you can really understand the dynamics of other people around you. Yeah, you know, when it comes to advocating yourself and your acronym of LEAD, this is one part where I'm really just going to, you know, put my heart on the table for you all. There was a time in which coming from a farm in South America, standing in a platoon of people from all over the states and all over the world, you know, in the military, and then in college, being in a, you know, in a college seminar with with people from you know all over the country and even from other countries and then being cor- in corporate america you know standing around that imposter like what am i do people talk about the imposter syndrome a lot the imposter syndrome the yeah we all have it but you know what like what am i doing here i don't belong here i'm not enough for here so when you say how do you advocate for yourself i think it's important that we recognize the journey that we have and the challenge. If you want to be better and you want to do more, that requires change. And that requires you actually embodying, becoming someone that you're not. And so as I was learning and growing, what I realized that I advocated for myself in different stages, right? At the basic level, we advocate for ourselves by doing the best that we can, period. My grandma used to say, whether you're a street sweeper or a brain doctor, just do the best that you can. And I think that that has been the key. Not so much to show to others, though that was a residual, a positive residual, right? That, hey, Sandra can be trusted. She's going to do a good job or she's going to find the answer if she doesn't have it. She's going to complete the job, and, and, and chances are she's going to go above and beyond. But more important, it advocates to that imposter syndrome that we feel, right? I am of the That's mentality right. that the imposter is a gift. He's your friend. He's coming to point out exactly where you're weak so that you can work on strengthening that. So at the very first level of how we advocate is just doing the best that you can. Whether it's a podcast interview or you're calling someone back or you're creating business cards on Vistaprint, don't be lazy with yourself because yourself will know it and yourself will become that voice that we call the imposter syndrome. Then as I was in my you know, mid-20s to early 30s, I advocated through myself by showing my accomplishments. And a lot of us do that. And that was a good thing then. Look at my degrees. Look at the languages that I speak. Look at the countries that I've been to. A lot of us kind of do our resume that way. And let me tell you something. There's a time and a place for that. But now that I'm in my early 40s, I realize that that doesn't apply anymore. When I stand in a room and I start talking about my degrees and my experience and my associations, especially after the gift of 2020, you know what? That communicates some insecurity. I have to prove something. Anyone can look you up or request your resume or your bio and see what you have done and what you haven't done, period. But nothing is going to overcome the way that you treat people, how you do what you do, the happiness that you have with with that job that you're doing, with that what that you're doing, and and the way that you do it, you know, the satisfaction that you may have for yourself, because you could be, you know, you could work at a fast food place and be a happy, joyful person. You could be the CEO of a seven figure business and be a miserable person. So these are the ways that we advocate 
for ourselves. That is just really um, important insight, Sandra, um, because we do, we have our society, you know, we have allowed ourselves to really measure certain superficial things as that marker for success. So that's why, to your point about defining success for yourself and also the growing and the experience that we all have, we all, you know, are going into different stages of life where different things matter differently to us. So I love the fact that you talked about advocating for yourself in terms of making sure that you're carrying yourself in a way that's going to show that you can connect to others, that you're doing your job well, that you are happy with yourself because that really is how you advocate and help others. And that's the point of these conversations that we're having on the Lead Your Way podcast, as well as other resources that are at our website, is to make sure that all of us are thinking about what really matters to us To your point, the last year or so has been um, interesting for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So we are having to kind of reevaluate what matters, what our priorities are. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for making it very crystal clear what your journey and what your um, insight has um, looked like over time. I really appreciate that in the audience. I know we'll definitely appreciate that insight. It's my joy. It, it really is my joy. I found that when I anchored myself in my why, right, I really wanted to serve others. I wanted to feel good about pouring out what was in my cup every day to finish that day empty. And I want to experience life to the fullest, right? And so what does that mean? Uh, as, as I grew up and, and started to anchor myself in that, as I grew up as a professional, as a woman, as a mom, you know, as, as a wife that I was for such a long time, and, and even now in, in my personal life being divorced and making that decision to uncling from the identity of being somebody's wife and turn to, to forward, turn, turn in and pivot into a different direction and do this life thing on my own without the safety of a husband that provided and the social identity of being somebody's missus and wearing a ring on your ring finger, you know, and what that all meant. Um, it really helped to be anchored in that why, in that, in that why is it that I'm doing this thing that I'm doing? And once you're anchored in that why, Let me tell you something. Once you do that work of figuring out what is the reason that makes you get up in the morning, it doesn't matter what you do. You can refine how you do it. But once you're anchored in that why, the what you do, again, like my grandma used to say, like my abuela used to say, you could be a street sweeper or you could be a brain doctor and everything in between, and you will find the satisfaction. Look, Kimberly, 2020 brought us the opportunity of kind of taken off the gloves, right? A lot of us, we've we've taken off, off the gloves and we have an opportunity to do life in an authentic way. And maybe it's because I'm aging. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're all aging, you know? Yes. So we oh, don't yes. have a lot of time left. We don't have a lot of time left on this round and this experience. So, so press into the ability to clarify what it is that makes you happy and do a lot more of that. (laughs) 
I could not agree more. And that is exactly why, you know, in addition to having this lead framework, I always I'm asking all the guests to talk about their why um, inspired by Simon Sinek's book um, and, and all of his a lot of his follow up um, resources for leaders and, and for everyone, because that, like you said, is, is consistent no matter what you're doing. If you know why you're doing it, then you can make these transitions. You can deal with these shifts. You can handle environmental factors that you have no control over because you know who you are and why you're doing what you're doing at any given moment. So um, it's just so important to hear that from someone who has lived it, who has walked it, and who is still trying to make sure that they demonstrate what needs to be done to lead your own way. So I want to, you know, really take some time to focus on this demonstrate part, because that's, again, why we wanted to spend this time with you, because you've already demonstrated your leadership strategy through your story here today. But talk to the audience about what me, what it means to truly lead your way, including the ups and downs that come with boldly walking in your truth professionally and personally. And definitely want you to focus on your insight into how entrepreneurs can demonstrate leadership in practical yet inspirational ways. Yeah, you know, I, I think that for a lot of us that are in our early stages of entrepreneurship, we listen to a lot of podcasts because we're hungry for knowledge and wisdom and guidance, right? Or we watch a lot of YouTube videos, you know, from leadership personalities like Simon Sinek. Um, and I think that we assume that they they woke up in the blink of an eye, they were, you know, adults and now they're millionaires. And it's not the case. And I want to demonstrate here today for your audience in a very open and transparent way, it can get ugly. It can get painful. In my own journey, there's, I mean, you know, I, 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 I've been through a divorce and that is tough stuff. And in the middle of that, you know, there are, there's the heartache, there's the heartbreak. I've had to create a business and know what it's like to not get a paycheck for months and months and months and to start dip, dipping into your personal money in order to sustain this thing that we call a business. You know, I've been passed up for opportunities. I've, I've made mistakes. I've made big mistakes. I've lost customers. So as I demonstrate leadership, I want to make sure that I demonstrate the reality of it is ugly. I think of business like a child. And I think of when when we're when we're thinking about an idea and I and I'm and I start kind of, you know, following things on Instagram that look like your biz, your future business, I feel like it's a pregnancy, like a gestation, right? You are you are having this thing in your belly that's growing and it's starting to get bigger than you are. And eventually it wants to come out and be born. Your business wants to be born. Well, anybody who's anybody, you have to realize that births are painful and ugly. <laughs> Remember this, birthing a child, it is painful and ugly and it takes your, you know, your, your strength away and it, it ain't pretty. And it's very similar when you launch a business, have that reality. In my analogy of, you know, of this childbirth of a business, the first few years of a business 
just like a baby, you know, they need to be fed from their mama's milk. And so you have to be really, really close to that business. Even if you're a man or a woman, you have to keep that business close to you. Keep it close so that you keep it alive with your warmth, with your nurturing, by teaching it the sound of your voice and by learning from it, you know, learning from this newborn business, this baby business. Um, I think that um, the biggest demonstration of leadership in my life has come here recently, you know, being divorced, being a former corporate executive and having a lot of training and experience. I had the opportunity to go back into corporate America, but a pandemic hit and I have two elementary skill, um, school age kids here at home. I couldn't leave them. And whether childcare was available or not, and not an option that, you know, that we automatically considered, the reality is that everything was closed. So I had to figure out how to do parenting, provide for myself financially, and then still nourish my why, which was to be of service to the people around me with the skills that I had been given to by God. Uh, and I thought and thought, how do I do this? And I applied for several jobs and what I knew, right? You start with, with what you know, and you let that teach you. And many opportunities that I was very much qualified said, no, you're, you're not, you know, I, I, I didn't get job offers. I got passed up by people who were, you know, less experienced than I was, had less qualifications than I did. And I said, man's rejection is God's protection. Mm -hmm. And I just kept going. Whenever you are getting a no, just I want you to think about this, folks. It is just bringing you closer to the right yes for you. And so I said, what am I going to do? Here I am. I'm used to life at this certain pace. I'm used to having a, a second source of income, a, a healthy source of income. What am I going to do? And I took a retreat for myself. At the end of last year, I went up to the mountains, which I love. Basically, I just got away. I fasted the way that, you know, back to that natural food and healthy food is very important for me. Though, man, I was at Krispy Kreme yesterday, you know, trying to get <laughs> some donut holes. <laughs> There's a lot of balance. There's a lot of entity. That's right. All about balance. <laughs> and it's Taco Tuesday today. So let me not mislead you or your audience. Um, but I said, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? How do I, as a woman who is a professional with a background, who now has to be a stay-at-home homeschool mom, how do I do that? I said, I need to become a modern-day maven. And that's where Modern Maven Professional Cleaning Services came about. Um, even, even the name of it and the logo, that MM, I said, I need to become Wonder Woman. And if you look at Wonder Woman, it's, you know, it's, a, it's an upside down M, you know? And I said, it, and even our logo kind of has a little bit of that Wonder Woman. And what are those values? And so we've, I've launched Modern Maven Cleaning Service, super easy to find, modernmavensc.com. And it was answering the, like, how? How do I contribute quickly to the community around me? How do I make some money to sustain my life, right? To pay my bills, to, to be able to have money for food and to take care of my children. And how am I still available to them after school? And I created a cleaning business. And because I was anchored to my why, being a cleaning lady from being a corporate executive didn't matter. 
It didn't matter that I'm now a cleaning lady vacuuming and scrubbing toilets because I'm being of service. And anchoring myself to my why with Modern Maven allows me to say, as I am cleaning this bathroom and scrubbing this toilet literally on my knees and, you know, dusting houses, I get to help teachers teach. I get to give moms and dads a break. I get to help professionals take a break when they come home and not think that they've put out, you know, a whole work week and then have to come back to chores. Um, And so that's really, really a great, great demonstration that ties it all back to being anchored on your why um, about leadership in in, in a modern world. Well, thank you. And thank you for really um, describing your current work at uh, Modern Maven and um, showing how, you know, we really have been on this journey with you today from, you know, your beginnings and military and family life and to how you've made all of that kind of come together and um, make it work for you in the current moment, especially with all that was going on. And I also thank you for the vulnerability and the um, willingness to share the ups and downs of that because it really is a process um, to demonstrate that leadership. When things are going well, we're happy, we're proud, we're cheesing from ear to ear, but really showing how to lead your way is is so important to see what that looks like when things are not going so well. Yeah, you know, I think it's easy to click share and like and take the picture and do the fun filter when things are good, but you know, back to that, that empathy and that advocacy, you can, you can share on your social media, all the fun pictures, but at the end of the day, it's you in that pillow, you know, and that's who we really have to um, cater to. That's who we really have to advocate that. And again, I, I leave you with, you do it in simple steps. You do it by doing the best that you can. It could be making your family dinner. It could be cleaning out your car. These simple steps. If you say to someone, you know, here's the service that I offer, go do it to the best of your ability. And that has a positive um, residual that that is returned to you. I, you know, the universe returns this to you at a thousandfold. But more important, you know, you are really leading yourself. I think the key is from within that know thyself. The key is from within. That That is great advice. And I think some major key takeaways for demonstrating where we really did want to focus today is around nurturing, whether it's your business or it's your role in a company or it's, you know, your role personally, really taking that time to learn yourself, looking inside and making sure that you're ready. And I love the fact that you said to keep going, even when things don't go your way, even when you don't get a certain uh, opportunity that you think you should have gotten to your point, it could be protection so that you're ready for what is for you. And I like the the concept of the right yes for you, um, because it's very important that we're ready for whatever opportunities um, we're able to get. So, you know, that demonstration is what people need to see. And that's why I'm having these conversations with um, you and others, because it's so important. We can read a guide, we can look at a checklist, we can, um, you know, look to other gurus, but how? what better way to learn how to lead or to think about how we want to lead than listening to the stories and the journeys of others. So I really do appreciate you taking some time with me to help others truly demonstrate 
um, what their lead strategy is. And everyone has a lead strategy. We all have a way that we want to define that success. We don't talk about it in those terms. That's why when you say define success for yourself, for you, it was so insightful because we we know it in our minds, but sometimes it's not, it's all, it's, it's easier said than done. So I really appreciate you for reminding us about that. Um, did you have any other insights or any other um, things you want people to remember before we go to the lead pro tip? Yeah, it's it's been a pleasure being here with you and with your audience today. You know, if I can kind of leave it in, in three in three simple steps to take away, you know, define success for yourself by defining how you want to feel. Envision that for yourself. How do you want to feel when you're driving to work? How do you want to feel in a bathing suit in the summer? You know, how do you want to feel with your health with another candle on the birthday cake? Define for success for yourself based on how you want to feel advocate for yourself in the simple it's those atomic movements that we make in the everyday you don't have to have it all figured out just take the next best step take the next best step and the final thing is really to anchor yourself in your why when you anchor yourself in your why the what becomes so not important and so you're free you give yourself the gift of freedom to do what it is without these social external pressures that kind of crush us from the inside out, but instead with fire and passion and self-love, and that will be communicated in the product or service that you give to others. That is wonderful. And, you know, full disclosure here to the audience, um, Sandra has been an inspiration to me personally through my journey um, in my transition and my goals um, as a new entrepreneur. So I am very, very grateful um, for, for, for your insight and for your time and your engagement with so many different types of um, young professionals and, and other professionals and um, small business owners. It is so important that we do use all of these elements of the lead profile to help ourselves and to help others. So I really do appreciate you from a personal level as well. Finally, we, we do want to get your very brief, just lead pro tip around the current climate. We've asked all of our guests to give their what their lead strategy is under these circumstances. You've already alluded to this throughout our conversation around ways that we've had to reexamine our perspective and how we work and engage um, across platforms with the, you know, with the pandemic. Um, as well as other socioeconomic political issues that have been going on around us. But I love to get my um, guests, you know, really quick insight into what they've done to maneuver through these current situations. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a simple girl at heart. You know, I really am. As far as I go and as far as I've reached, I'm still that girl that grew up on a coffee farm in the South American Andes, you know. And so for me, in, in terms of the current climate, I take a different approach. You know, I, I, I advocate daily for those issues that matter to me by how I live and how I treat the people around me. And so my pro tip is, yes, it's important to be involved with what's going on out in the world, but there is a lot of opportunity with, with, with what's going on in your own home, you know, in your own home. If it takes you a week and a half to do your laundry, 
<laughs> if there's stuff rotting in your refrigerator, you know, maybe you could balance out so much with what you do outside with how you love and what you do inside our homes. Whether you live in an apartment by yourself, whether you have a roommate, you know, whether you're, you know, you have a family or, or you're retired or like myself, you're home alone, you know, with your kids, you're, you're divorced with your kids. This is our first battleground. This is our first platform, our home under our roof, no matter what it looks like, that is our first ministry. So my current lead pro tip is focus on the basics first, first things first, and then everything else. That is awesome advice. Um, and, and again, I think you probably stepped on a lot of our toes because we have been engaged and looking at the news and listening to all these things that are going on. But you are absolutely right. You can't help move the needle forward externally if you haven't really dealt with the internal. So I really appreciate that guidance. Um, I also want to give you a chance to um, remind the audience about your business um, and how they can reach you um, and anything you want them to know about services that you provide before we close out. Sure. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, a change agent. I, I am used to being uncomfortable and sharing that unease in the, in the name of growth uh, with yeah. Uh, so Modern Maven, professional cleaning service, modernmavensc, southcarolina.com, modernmavensc.com is where you can find us. We're a cleaning company. I am a cleaning lady. I will come and clean your apartment or your home or your office if it's a small business. Uh, we do you know, professional cleanings, uh, deep cleaning, seasonal cleanings one time. We come back reoccurring if you need us to lend you a hand. You know, We're in the business of giving families freedom freedom in time, freedom in the space, um, a great company that they can trust, lots of technology behind Modern Maven, which makes the process easy, and, um, and homes that are clean that they can enjoy. How you can help us is please spread the word. If anybody's looking for a cleaning lady, please contact myself at Modern Maven. Having a house cleaner today is not so much a luxury, but it's a modern day necessity we find. So we're happy to come and give you and your friends and your family and your colleagues a boost. Simply reach us at modernmavensc.com. Thank you so much, Sandra. Again, um, just a major round of applause for your time and for your insight today. And uh, we just want to remind everyone that the Lead Your Way podcast, you can find more information at leadyourwayconsulting.org. Again, that's leadyourwayconsulting.org. And we'll be sure to make sure that you know more about Sandra's story and her business on our website as well. So definitely be on the lookout for that information. Um, it's just very important that we continue to support each other. Um, this is a resource that a lot of people don't didn't even think about before COVID um, because everybody is so busy. And so now we've had time to really sit back and think about what we need and what is truly important. So thank you again for sharing that. And we look forward to seeing you and hearing from you on the next episode of the Lead Your Way podcast. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thanks again for listening to the Lead Your Way podcast with creator and host Kimberly Wicker. Each episode, Kimberly teams up with a special guest to share their stories and to celebrate our various strengths as leaders. We hope these warm, engaging conversations will help professionals tap into their unique communication styles and personalities to lead and succeed. Don't forget to subscribe, get more information, and learn how you can share your lead story at Lead Your Way Consulting 
www.thepowerofthenews.org.